0: This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode of Soundmaking, I spoke with the LA-based composer Ted Hearn. We spoke about Place, a 70-minute work conceived by Ted alongside poet Saul Williams and director Patricia McGregor. The work was released as a recording on New Amsterdam Records in 2020. In this episode, you'll hear two of the 19 parts. In the middle, you'll hear the second movement, called Boundary, and at the end, the eighth movement, which is called What About My Son? In our chat, Ted speaks about the musicians performing the work, his process with poet Saul Williams, and what it means to make an artwork about gentrification and displacement. I'm Ted
1: Hearn. I'm a composer and a vocalist um, and a conductor, and I live in Los Angeles, California. I'm from Chicago originally, and, uh, and I spent a lot of time between those two cities living in New York. I'd rather not talk about it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about history. I bet you don't. So you just heard a little bit of "What About My Son," which is um, which is a movement from um, a larger work called "Place," uh, which I wrote with the poet Saul Williams, and um, which was released a few years ago. So "Place" is a is a is a big work that is theatrical, um, and it's an album. Um, it's scored for 18 musicians and six singers and it's a work that explores gentrification and displacement place was conceived by myself and Saul Williams in collaboration with the director, Patricia McGregor. Well, I met Saul Williams, um, in, uh, 2014, um, working with, uh, with liquid music in Minneapolis and the incredible Mevo's quartet. Um, and Kate Nordstrom from liquid music put us together, um, it started this project where composers would uh would set some of Saul's words while Saul read them. And Saul and I hit it off really well. Um and we discovered that we we both had um you know, we both had history in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Um uh he in the 90s and I was I was living there at that time. Um and you know, I had been thinking about writing, you know, the writing work that was about maps really, um and about um you know how to how, how could you think about tracing in music um the sort of like the the layered um the layered experiences that different people have with a particular neighborhood um or a particular place um you know and thinking about like you know I was just I'm so interested in um in the potential of of sampling um to do capture all these layers of meaning that are ineffable or that are, um, that are super layered. And I thought that, you know, creating some sort of like musical patchwork around, um, around different perceptions of a place um, could be an interesting idea. So I started talking to Saul about this and he was interested and he wanted to create this work together. Um, so what, what we came up with is that I would um, begin the piece by writing some of my own libretto and then I would set some of that to music and give it to him, and then he would write words to respond to that libretto. So the the pieces then then became something that was in three parts. So the first part is words that it consists of words that I wrote or that I put together before I had given the given the piece to Saul to respond to, and then the second and third parts of the work have words written by Saul Williams, um, which then he gave back to me and which I set to music. You know, in thinking about the relationship that. I had to the community that I lived in. um, I started seeing all of the ways that um, the, the hierarchies that I have been raised with um, and the identity that I have been raised with all the ways that, that those really took a toll on my own relationship with my most intimate connections, my family. Um, So, You know, and I think that in the writing of this work, I really started to see how ideologies of patriarchy and white supremacy were um, really embedded in my sense of self in a way that I had not seen before. Um, And so it felt right to begin any piece about a reflection of my impact on my community by, um, with the personal, um, and th- so the first movement of this piece, um, is really just a little poem that I wrote, um, about how, um, I was putting my son to sleep, <clears throat> my son who's five years old, um, as I, as my marriage was dissolving and, um, thinking about. You know, like the patterns that I was raised with, um, you know, how is it possible for those patterns to not necessarily be passed down to my son? Um, so that's how the piece begins with with one with one singer performing uh, that that song. Um, when we perform this piece live, um, that singer is the only white man in the cast um, And there are five other singers, um, four of whom are on stage, watching him sing that. And then they sing the second piece in the song, which is called Boundary.
2: You. Mm-hmm. Not a... Uncontrollable Notice a... control
1: I wrote for this incredible rhythm section, R.C. Williams on keyboard, Braylon Lacey on electric bass, Taylor Levine on electric guitar, Ron Wiltred on drums, Philip White is an electronic artist that I've worked with a lot. Um, and they sort of comprised the rhythm section of the piece. Um, you know, the L.A. Philharmonic, when they uh, commissioned the work, they wanted, or I wanted, and they were okay with having, um, ha- you know, ha- bringing in these outside instrumentalists that are not from the orchestral world, um, uh, and then, you, you know, uh, combining those people's practices with the practices of the people who are in the Philharmonic. Um, on the album, the, that's not the LA Philharmonic. On the on the album, those instrumentalists are people that I love and have worked with. Um, you know, in uh, in my time in New York and LA and wherever. So, um, you know, and we we had a you know we had a special bond in this recording process. Some of them played the performance at BAM as well. So those are these there's these two bass clarinets, Eileen Mack and Krista Van Elsteen um, the the brass section we recorded in LA that's Rachel Draymond, um, Jonah Levy uh, Matt Barbier and Weston Alecki who you might know as, as Rage Thorne-Borlans who are so incredible um, and then the string parts are played by Ashley Bathgate and Diana Wade and then the percussion there's an orchestral percussionist who's Clara Warner and then the vocalists are you know these are these are people who you know there's Stephen Bradshaw um, sings who, and I met him working with the incredible group The Crossing and um, and then there are four singers from Chicago who, um, I go way back with, um, who have an association with the Chicago children's choir, um, which is a group that I grew up singing with. So that's, um, Sophia Bird, Ayana Woods, Isaiah Robinson, who's been in so many of my works and, um, and Josephine Lee, who I've also known since I was <clears throat> 17 years old. Um, and then the final singer is, is a woman named Sol Ruiz, who I met in Miami, um, uh, who's a Cuban American artist who's an incredible vocalist, um, who uh, who I met while doing a project with the New World Symphony, where we were uh, myself and the, the the filmmaker Jonathan David Kane were um, driving around Miami in a van, uh, making a sort of making a documentary for the orchestra about people speaking about their the cultural identity of Miami. And uh, soul was on the street in like a yellow suit with a ukulele, um, came in and gave this like amazing interview about Miami music, um, and we hit it off from there. And then a year later, I asked her if she would want to um, perform in place. And then the album that you're hearing, you know, it was it was uh, it was mixed and engineered and produced uh, in in all these multiple cities by the incredible Nick Tip. You know, one one thought about like you know this piece is about blank, right? I mean, I think that. You know, I think I may have even said I said that probably like 20 minutes ago. Right. Um, You know, when you were asking me. Right. I said I said something like this piece is about gentrification and displacement or something like that. But I, you know, I I kind of feel a pressure to not from you, but in general, I feel a pressure to to say something like that. Right. Um, Because of the even just the nature of like presenting presenting a work like this in uh, among these institutions, like. Everyone wants some sort of statement in words about what a thing is, right? I I think what's more what's more accurate uh, is that you know there's a um, there's a starting point, right? Which is, I mean, I think for me the starting point was the word gentrification, perhaps, but that was like ten years ago, right? And it's like ge- that word is, I mean, it's a buzzword. It has like all sorts of implications in different directions. You know, there's an etymology to it, and then and then it blows up into lots of things. You know, I mean, working with a poet, you know, I think Saul Williams is, is, is one of the greatest living poets. I mean, I love his work and it was a huge honor to work with him on this, but you know, I think the first thing he did is blow that concept up and, you know, both make it extremely personal and also, you know, you know, associated with like love, like many other like global concepts, right? I mean, you can't have a conversation with gen- about gentrification without displacement, without capitalism, you know, um, Without racism, but then, but then, you know, without uh, <laughs> without the the strange nooks and crannies that the, you know that, y- that you must get into if you're like really considering these as whole as whole concepts, and then of course you have to think about all of the individual people and all the differences. So it's like to say like this piece is about this. I mean, that's so dumb, right? I mean, but I did that myself because I think I'm sort of trained to you know like try to wrap something up, right? I think that for me the beauty of of um, making a, a piece of music. Is that you know the that there is there is abstraction and, and ineffability um, and it communicates to everybody differently and it's not writing an essay. So part one of place, which is about twenty five minutes, um, ha, you know, is is a setting of texts that I wrote or um, compiled and put together in, in an order. Um, and then I set you know I set those texts um, or began setting those texts, gave the text to Saul Williams, and then he responded with um, eighteen poems. Uh, and send them back to me. And, and he, the way he puts it is the first thing that he wrote um, was just the word what about my son on a page over and over and over again. What about my son? Um, because, you know, for me, I thought that the best way to begin this conversation um, was to take it as intimate as possible and and take it really to my own, the boundaries that I draw with my own identity and my own family, um, what are the patterns that I perpetuate in my son, right? The first movement is all about that. And then Saul's response is, what about my son? Over and over and over again, right? So that is the, um, that's the first, that's the first um, thing that he wrote. Um, and this is, the, this is the second movement of the second part of place called What About My Son?
2: What about my son? 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 What about my son what about my son what my son What about my son What about my son What about my son What about my son? 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 what about What about What about What about What about What about my son? 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 My son, what about my son? What about my son? This what about my son? 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 What about my what about my son? This may come. This may come as some surprise But I miss you
1: talk about it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about history. I bet you don't. You don't
2: want to talk. It's too heavy, it's too dark, too Too tiring, (laughs) too useless to think about. Sí